knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Hello, and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. This is Adventures with Outdoor Woman, and here's your host, Mrs. Susie Roloff. of Outdoor Woman Podcast, and today is my last podcast of 2020. Say what? Yeah, so uh, if you guys haven't heard yet, uh, I'm sure we're going to be making a post here soon, but uh, we're going to be taking a little bit of a holiday break. And uh, after the new year, my podcast will start back up. It'll still be every other Saturday. And uh, my first episode of 2021 will be on January 9th. So make sure you guys tune in for that. But yeah, all the other segments, uh, we're taking a holiday break and going to take some time to kind of... um, you know, spend some time to kind of collect ourselves, spend time with family and, you know, get everything else done that we need to get done. So, uh, but yeah, in that time, in the meantime, uh, and if you guys are watching right now, you guys can see that I have a totally different, uh, scenery that I'm sitting at right now. So I just recently moved all of my fishing items down into the basement of the new house. So Yay! <laughs> um, the garage project hasn't even gotten started yet, so that that might be a little bit more of a, a delayed thing. But uh, in the meantime, I figure with it being the holidays and everything, um, it's actually the perfect time to be going through um, all of your gear and tackle and all that other stuff because of all the different sales that are going on with uh, one of them, especially my favorite, uh, Tackle Warehouse. So they have their 25 days of savings, which I almost thought that they weren't going to have because I didn't hear or see anything until like two days ago when it started. I was like, yay! So um, yeah, just kind of give you guys a little bit of a rundown of what I do uh, during this time of year. I kind of touched on this a little bit last year too during the winter time, what I do to kind of get my stuff together and clean up and organize and all that other stuff. So I'll actually show you guys a little bit here how I have things set up. So over here, I've got uh, this little um, 
kind of what I call like my little terminal tackle bin. And uh, it's just like a little storage bin thing that I got from Menards. And uh, I basically keep um, excess weights and boxes of hooks and stuff like that in here that I don't really need on a, um, you know, a daily basis type of thing is kind of my excess storage. And then, uh, of course, moving over here, um, I might have a little bit of a problem. <laughs> uh, just kidding. <laughs> no, I need more stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, so I need to definitely go through all of my boxes not only to just kind of do a once over, but, um, you know, it's a really good time to look over everything, especially the hooks. Um, that's kind of a key thing to make sure that you guys are keeping on top of, because if you don't stay on top of it and you have hooks that are rusting or if the, um, uh, if the barbs are broke or not even present on there and you don't know and you're going to fish, you might lose the fish of a lifetime. So, you know, keep that in mind as you're going through all of your gear and everything. But what I plan on doing is uh, I'll take everything out of these boxes. I'll give them a good wipe down. I'll inspect all the different baits, make sure that they're, you know, still visibly good i'll look over the hooks make sure that they're still in good shape if not you know i'll take note of what size they are and add it to my list of things that i need to order and uh yeah that's kind of the gist of this and so that includes you know not just like my hard baits and whatnot but also my terminal tackle so all my hooks all my little terminal tackle boxes that I have for different things. Um, I've got like jigs over there and chatterbaits. I even still have a lot of the trailers on everything. So you can kind of see down here how I've got some uh, trailers still left on things. And this was actually, <laughs> as I was bringing stuff in, all of this stuff was still in one of my uh, tote boxes from the last time I went out fishing, which was, uh, I think it was... September 24th, if I remember right. So it's been a minute. <laughs> so yeah, it's been sitting there, but luckily nothing had rusted or anything like that type of thing. So yeah, I'm going to take off all the trailers, uh, make sure all the hooks are really good and everything, and uh, see what I need to order, see what I'm low on stock on, clean all the boxes, and, you know, clean my baits too, because, you know, sometimes... You know, you get kind of busy and caught up at the end of the day and you're like, oh, I'm just going to throw everything in and oh, I'll use it next time. That'll kind of clean it off a little bit. Well, at the end of the season, everything needs a really good cleaning as well. Um, and then I'm going to look over my line to see what uh, what I'm low on, what I need to order. And then um, after all that, then I'll actually go through and uh, take all my reels off and everything and uh, inspect those as well. So we're actually gonna go to the other side of my table here. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, clearly I have a, um, I'm a little bit OCD when it comes to organization. And uh, these containers I actually got at uh, Walmart. I think they're like three bucks a piece or something like that. They aren't too expensive, but um, I actually need to get about three more um, because a lot of boxes are getting uh, filled to their limit. So I'm going to have to get a little bit more creative with uh, naming things. So like for one thing, like my beavers, I'm going to name one just missile baits because that's 90% of my <laughs> beavers. Uh, package paddle tails, you know, that's kind of self-explanatory. A lot of things are pretty self-explanatory, but um, 
yeah I definitely need to expand upon that and then you can kind of see here my uh, my Plano cases uh, have definitely seen uh, some time on the water so I'm definitely gonna be cleaning those up and everything uh, don't mind my ceiling here <laughs> we've uh, been working on getting our internet cables run through the house and everything and finding other cables that we have no idea what they're for or anything like that so it's it's been a fun time moving into a new house so but uh, yeah I've definitely got some other baits and stuff that I've had sitting around um, that I need to inspect and you know, it's also a good thing to, you know, not only do an inventory, but look through your packages, like open every single one of them up. And trust me, you'll thank me later because, you know, if you don't and you throw a bag uh, to go fishing with and then you open up that bag and they're all melted together or they're all ones that have already been used and can't be used again because they're really torn or just you know whatever it may be and then you're like well i should have looked at that earlier but i didn't choose the time to do so so trust me when i say look through every package um see how many are actually in there too sometimes i've gotten lazy and thrown packs that only have one bait left in them <laughs> and don't realize it until I go out again. I'm like, oh, why didn't I restock that? So a couple other little things to consider as well. Um, some important things that I'd also like to discuss that I think are really, really important when uh, going over all of your uh, stuff and gear and whatnot. All right, so some of the most important things that I like to say um, should kind of take a priority when you're going through all of your stuff and making sure that it's in good working order and that you're well stocked of, stocked with is uh, your first aid kit. Um, so I learned um, this year that the first aid kit box I had was in no way, shape, or form waterproof. And so when my kayak flipped, it filled up with water and 90% of the contacts was ruined uh, because they all got waterlogged and everything. So... Um, I got me a pretty awesome uh, waterproof box. Uh, you know, you can get about any brand or whatever that you want. This is just a, um, it's just called Outdoors, uh, GSI Outdoors. And it's got a really tight seal on it and everything. But uh, when it comes to act the actual contents, you know, that's kind of up to you um, what you want to have in there. Um, you know, your basic band-aids and stuff like that. Um, you know, I go to a little bit more extreme just because I've had some... Um At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages. Things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Uh, previous uh, medical training in my lifetime, but uh, I've got a uh, emergency blanket here, um, clippers, uh, alcohol wipes, I've got tweezers, I've got gloves in here, um, I got like eye drops in here too because I mean you never know if you're gonna get into some bushes and it's gonna make your eyes itch or whatever like crazy. Um, I've got bite relief, sting relief, um, especially bite relief because those damn buffalo gnats in the late spring are just awful. 
and relentless and I wish they would burn in hell. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think everybody can agree with me on that. Um, I've got one of those instant ice packs in here. Um, I believe part of this was of a, was my bigger one. Uh, this was some of the contents that survived, but then I've also had to resupply some things. But uh, as I'm actually looking through here, I'm realizing, you know what? Yeah, I have like no band-aids in here at all. I got gauze. I got uh, antiseptic towelettes, but that's about it. I have no band-aids, so definitely need to go through here and see what I need and get stocked up on that. So, um, you know, I'm a big safety advocate, so make sure you guys carry a first aid kit of some degree with you because, again, you never know when you're going to need it. Uh, the next, um, probably the most important thing to uh, give a good look over is your PFD. So I'm a big advocate for the inflatable one. Um, one of the primary reasons is for that is, um, and this is gonna be kind of brutally honest, but being a bigger gal, especially with the upper goods, uh, a lot of those chest PFDs just, they do not fit me right. And I know that if for some reason, if I were to go into the water, it would not fit on me right. I would kind of slip through and yeah, it just wouldn't be a good thing. So that's why I like the inflatable ones because um, I know that they fit me. I have inflated one on myself before. If you guys had seen me at the women's event last year, um, I pulled it and inflated it and it worked and it stayed on me. So I know that it would keep me inflated. But um, also, you know, it's super lightweight. It's not constrictive or anything and it's not added weight on me, especially during the hot summer days. So. What a lot of people may not know about these uh, inflatable PFDs is they have um, little pieces in them in the bottom here when you got to take it apart. And I'll actually show you guys. So there's a couple different parts to it. So you've got your cartridge here, and this is what actually inflates your PFD. And then there's also like a little bobbin in here as well. Um, actually, I think that's with the... Um, auto inflatable one so if it gets wet it would actually trigger this thing to go off so i don't think this one actually has a bobbin in it but my other one does because it's an auto inflatable one you gotta know when those expire um, i think they have about a three year lifespan and then you also want to look over your co2 cartridge to see if it's due for expiration or due for change out uh, one thing that i do is uh i just test mine out every single year um, I like to see if A, if the cartridge does go off, and how my PFD inflates as well. Um, if you guys had seen the video um, or the picture of me with my inflated PFD at the women's event, some of you guys may have noticed only about three quarters of it inflated because the Velcro on these was a little too good on some parts. And so I realized, I was like, oh, okay, you got to have that a little bit looser on there, you know, not too loose to where the actual uh, inflatable part is coming out of it, but just loose enough so that if it were to activate, it'd be able to pull that apart real easily. So, you know, just kind of keep that in mind as you're going through everything. And it's also a really, really good idea to clean your PFD as well. Um, there's a couple of different ways that you can clean a PFD. Um, there's some, um, and I actually don't have it with me, which I should have gotten it, but they make, um, like a, uh, 
like a deodorizer type stuff that you just pour in like a five gallon bucket of water and you just kind of dunk it a bunch of different times it'll help get rid of any kind of lingering odor that's on it it'll help clean a little bit but as far as like cleaning cleaning you might actually have to take a um, like a scrub brush or something like that because I've got some parts up here that have had some a lot of wear because they like are the spots that rub on my shoulders or my fishing rod might be constantly rubbing up against it like that so I definitely need to take a good cleaning to this so that it stays in really good shape and then the next thing that I've kind of learned um, over this year as well especially after flipping is uh, about twice a year I'm actually gonna start doing this um, is uh, inspecting your rods if you don't already do so and so this isn't just like a visual inspection but more of like a physical inspection as well so the eyelets um, on some of your rods can be succumbed to a lot of uh, beating especially if you know if you've got them stored uh, horizontally in your kayak especially on a Hobie you know if you've got three or four of them in a single holder they're gonna be rubbing up against each other even if you do have the rod covers on them they will sometimes pop out of the covers and still catch on things and whatnot so what I like to do is I like to just give it a little bit of a wiggle on each eyelet to see if uh, any of them are loose or about ready to break and um, when I was inspecting my rods after I had flipped I had a rod that where I just barely touched the eyelet and it fell right off and I was like I'm glad I found that out now so that way I am not gonna use that rod um, until I get it fixed for now I mean you you can fish with a broken eyelet it's it's not recommended it does affect you know your casting and your reeling on there but you know it's always good to give everything a good look over to make sure that it's you know not broken it's not about ready to break and also you know look at all the um you know epoxy around each eyelet as well because sometimes you know older rods and being out in the sun all the time sometimes they can start cracking and kind of getting brittle and falling apart so make sure that everything is looking good on there as well um so definitely some oof <laughs> that's why i have a rod cover usually so and i'm not used to being in the basement yet so <laughs> i just knocked the ceiling um so yeah so i'm gonna be going over um all of my rods and then of course you know I'll be taking all my reels off. I'll be taking all the line off um, and doing a good deep cleaning of those and, um, you know, get those back into working order. Again, uh, as far as like supplies for cleaning your reels and stuff, it doesn't really matter, you know, which brand you use or anything like that. I think I use Real Butter for the grease and like Real Cleaner is the actual name of the bottle the cleaner stuff um q-tips and rubbing alcohol and stuff like that so um you know you can use whatever your heart's desire when it comes to that and then let's see here other things i'll kind of like look over to is just like other like random stuff that i keep um i'll look at my pliers and uh, see if they need sharpened especially the scissors after cutting who knows, you know, how many yards of braid, you know, you're snipping, you're snipping, you're snipping, you're snipping all the time, you know, they need a good sharpening after quite a while and a good cleaning. 
Um, so yeah, a lot of things take a lot of beating throughout the season. So make sure at the end of the season or, you know, maybe even two times during the season, you're taking time to take care of your gear because the longer you take care of it, the longer it's going to take care of you as well. Um, let's see here. What else was I wanting to talk about? I actually don't have a lot of other big crazy things to really touch on. Um, one of the, you know, main focuses for me for next year is uh, definitely going to be the Paddle and Fin Trail series. Um, so definitely been working on that, um, trying to get some things in place and whatnot. So that's going to be my main focus next year. But I also got to thinking, you know, well, what I want to do as far as, you know, tournaments go, you know, I mean, with the Paddle and Fin Trail series, I'm not actually competing. I'm just, you know, running the events and everything. And I was like, you know... I've been really hammering it when it comes to tournaments for quite a while, you know, and with COVID happening this year, I had my springtime fishing stolen away from me pretty much. Uh, my plan was to go to Banner and uh, Spring Lake to try to work on springtime fishing, the spawn and everything, and yeah, I, I missed it because of COVID. So. You know, my plan for next year is besides, you know, the first event in uh, April is uh, I'm going to be spending a lot of time on my home waters. I'm going to really kind of slow down and not be concerned about planning the next tournament or, um, you know, wondering about, you know, the next travel thing that I have going on. Be like, you know, I really need to just kind of slow down and really just learn you know I it, it's different from tournament learning in a sense you know I feel that you know learning during tournaments is definitely valuable um, however sometimes you know you're in such a, a rush to try to figure things out really quickly for that day or um, maybe you only have like a day to pre-fish and you know you haven't been able to figure things out and then you do poorly in the tournament and then you go home and you're like well, what did I do wrong what didn't I focus on those types of things so I'm like okay you know I think I really just need to kind of slow down go at my own pace and you know kind of learn to read the water and learn to kind of break things down you know and start asking a lot of questions like okay i threw this bait and i caught a fish well why did it catch that fish you know what what what's going on with the weather what's going on with the water what's going on with the fish what's going on with you know structure that type of thing you know i'm really gonna focus on just learning and learning a lot more um just because i feel like i've been so rush 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 to catch fish and i'm just okay i'm just using you know my uh, my confidence thing but you know i feel like i've lost chances to kind of really focus on other techniques that i am very you know not as confident on so you know techniques such as like drop shot or fishing deep um you know stuff like that it's just like whenever i think about fishing deep water i'm just like uh yeah i got nothing <laughs> so um yeah definitely want to work on going outside my comfort zone um really hone in on you know skills and just reading the water reading my graph 
Um, been thinking about upgrading my graph, but you know, buying a house and everything, you know, the expenses can catch up to you a little bit. But um, yeah, just uh, you know, really slowing down and just taking my time. And you know, with, with the whole trail series too, I, I'm I feel like I'm going to be able to kind of you know, give back in a sense to, you know, I hope to give experiences to anglers that like, I wish I would have had, you know, at my first tournament or at a trail series, you know, um, so. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, just some uh, kind of thoughts that I've had for next year. Um, you know, there's definitely a couple events that I'm really interested in, Lake St. Clair, <laughs> for one of them. So uh, I'm hoping I can definitely do that one. But uh, actually, other than that, though, um, I, I haven't really been gung-ho for, um, you know, a lot of other, like, big events or whatever. I mean, like, the, the trail series that are being held, you know, with Hobie and KBF and all the other trails, I'm just like, man, these are awesome. But I'm also, at the same time, I'm like, you know, it's great, but I, I really want to focus on home and focus on me, you know, like I, I really need to be like, okay, you know, like I, I'm not gonna, you know, change who I am in a sense, but I'm definitely gonna change, um, you know, like my, my learning capabilities and just, you know, focus on really improving myself as an angler. You know, I kind of wanted to do that a little bit this year too, but 2020, man, let me tell you, <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been one hell of a ride so far. So yeah, that's what I've got planned so far for 2021. Um, oh, yeah, I know some other people were talking about um, what their top baits um, that they used for, uh, you know, this year that, um, you know, kind of gave them a lot of success and everything. So let me grab those real quick and I'll go over them with you. All right, so top baits for me for 2020 and i've got four here and i was like do i want to do five but i'm sitting here and i'm looking at all my stuff and i'm like you know i think i'm just gonna do four because these four were my primarily primary baits for this year so um not really any particular order i do have like my top two like for sure and then kind of like my secondaries so I'm starting with kind of like the bottom, my bottom secondaries. So first one is definitely going to be the Wacky Worm. Um, definite uh, confidence bait. Um, you know, this color, black, blue, it's always killer, especially around here at home. And even sometimes in that clear water too, that black, blue just, you know, annihilates them. And this is the five inch. Uh, this is just the regular yum wacky worm you don't have to go anything crazy with it or whatever um so yeah that is the first one and then the second one 
is I'll kind of put it together here so it's this is kind of like a, a combo so it's like um, a combination of uh, technique and bait in a sense so um, you guys all know that shaky head uh, has a very special place for me uh, especially with uh, the uh, KBF national championship in 2017 um, so it definitely made a bit of a comeback this year, but in a different way, in a sense of the um, bait that I use. So this is a biz bait. Um, gosh, I can't even think of the name of it right now. Um, but the pack that I used was like a, um, a transition pack. And uh, anyway, so I had some pretty good luck with this one. It's kind of got the little flared tail at the end there and uh, that worked pretty good for me and then this is a uh, I think this is a quarter ounce um, shaky head um, I do particularly like the um, owner ones because they've got that that center part there of the little screw lock I feel that that holds the uh, bait on there a lot better you guys might not be able to see this here with my camera very well but that's alright and then we're gonna come to my top two baits. We'll start with uh, number two. So this is also a combo technique um, along with a bait. And uh, this one is definitely, I mean, like, I, I feel like it's a tie between these two, honestly, because these are always my fallback on baits, my go-to baits, um, that type of thing. So the first one is, uh, the technique is gonna be a Texas rig. And favorite bait is the Missile Baits uh, D-Bomb, specifically the Green Pumpkin Blue color. Uh, this color and Superbug are my top two favorite colors. Um, they do pretty awesome everywhere, um, especially this Green Pumpkin Blue. Like, it just, it really, really did awesome for me this year, so... Uh, yeah, I, yeah, like I was saying earlier with my uh, plastics bags, like 90% of one of the boxes is missile baits. Well, over the winter, I'm going to make one of them just simply for <laughs> missile baits, for specifically the D-bombs, just because I carry about probably four bags of that uh, green pumpkin blue color. I carry about four bags of the super bug, and then I've got the, um, the bruiser i think is the one uh ballistic yeah ballistic bruiser and then there's like another one that's in there too and then of course you know regular green pumpkin is always good but uh coming down to my number one bait and i don't think this is going to surprise many people because this bait is just phenomenal is the good old jackhammer um this thing has just it's caught so many fish this year. Um, this is the half ounce. I kind of go between the half ounce and the three quarter ounce. Just kind of depends, you know, um, where I'm fishing, how deep of water, how deep I want it to, you know, go in the water column and everything. But this bait is just solid. Um, this is one of my favorite trailers. I just take a Kitek and I cut the little. Um, the paddle off um, so that way it's just got that kind of a tail on there and then my other favorite trailer this is this is actually my favorite color right here is the uh, bite delight I think that's how you say it bite delight 
but uh, it's kind of got the chartreuse yellow on the bottom and it's got like green pumpkin on top. Um, it's got the green blade and uh, I use the Zocco trailers for that. This combination right here has been killer for me this year and I caught a lot of smallmouth on uh, Lake Mendota in Wisconsin on this thing. Um, so yeah, this is an awesome bait. And I'm gonna share a little secret with you guys is, uh, so the problem with the jackhammers, with the painted blades, especially the green ones, after a few uses, that paint will start chipping off. Go on Amazon and just type in, uh, you know, green nail polish. I mean, of course, you're going to have like every color under the sun pop up. But in particular, this one is called Things I've Seen in Abergreen. It's by OPI. They're a little expensive. It's like, I think it's like nine or ten bucks for this bottle. But it is nearly identical to the pumpkin green on the jackhammer blades. And then, of course, with the, uh, I don't have one out right now, but uh, the black and blue ones with the black blades, I did the same thing. I went out and just got a black color, uh, black bottle of the uh, OPI nail polish. I think I got them on Amazon. And uh, I just repaint the blades as it comes off. And by golly, you know, this stuff stays on there pretty darn good. Um, so another trick of the trade is, uh, let's say you've had all of the color come off take a piece of sandpaper and rub both sides of the blade down and then that nail polish will stick a lot better on there as well so uh, definitely some tricks you can do I'm actually gonna experiment um, with some of the chatterbait blades with the silver ones I'm gonna experiment a little bit with some different colors and see if that produces any interesting results so yeah I'll uh, let you guys know what happens with that um, so yeah, that's, uh, kind of, you know, that and a little bit of a nutshell for you. So it's crazy to believe that it is the end, uh, or will be the end of the year here in another couple weeks. You know, we're going to be having Christmas here in what, like two and a half weeks or something like that. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but you know, this year has definitely been, it's been a ride, but it's been uh, good in odd ways as well, you know. When I stop to think about it, it's like, well, if it wasn't for Rona, we wouldn't have bought a house. <laughs> so, kind of, you know, interesting perspective for you as well. But, uh, yeah. So, anyway, um, hope everybody has a wonderful holiday season. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, 
and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20 and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.